Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years. All right, welcome to WDW for Families, and we are here for a, uh, a I don't even know what you call this, a West Coast podcast. We don't often talk about that park across the country, but we are now. In the history of our podcast, I think we've done maybe three Disneyland shows. I'm here with one of our regulars, Mark, out in the Carolinas. Mark, how are things going with you, my friend? Doing pretty well. It, uh, it's the first day that feels like fall slash winter. It's overcast, it's cold, it's rainy, and I got a space heater on. So we've made nice. it in the Carolinas to fall. Nice. It is downright cold here in uh, South Central Tennessee. I bet it's not as cold as where our special guest is sitting right now. Now, here it is. I'm going to introduce this guy. The first time he's been on our podcast, a longtime listener, longtime friend of mine, um, just a great contributor to a lot of things. He's got a really exciting, awesome job, and he just got back from Disneyland. He's He's been on our short list of substitute podcast hosts for a long time because we wanted to represent different parts of the country. Kidron, you live in Las Vegas. Is that right? Yes, yep, we live in Las so, Vegas now. Here is Kidron Cannon. Kidron, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself before we start. Okay, yeah. My, uh, so the job you just mentioned, I work for uh, the UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship. I've been a videographer for a long time, love MMA. So that's kind of my day job. But when I'm not working, I'm always listening to and watching Disney related things. I love the themed environments, love Disney parks, grew up on the east coast so I was always going to Disney World but uh, when I got this job we moved to the west coast and now we're sort of becoming Disneyland locals so it's great. Yeah Kidron and I have worked together on several projects he is such a professional much more than I am so it's good we're glad to have glad to have Kidron here and he's going to be a welcome addition to our WDW for Families team when he can fill in. He kind of came in short notice because uh we had some people come up sick tonight. Randy is feeling under the weather. Hope he feels better. Charity couldn't come in till later. But anyways, this young man, Kidron Cannon, just got back from Disneyland, and that's what we want to talk about. First thing I want to know, Kidron, you grew up going to Disney World. Yes. You're now a Disneyland guy. But let's just get this out of the way first. What's your favorite? What's What do you like best about Disneyland? So which one's your favorite? What do you like best about Disneyland? Oh, it's, it's hard to do the favorites because they're so different. Uh, I love Disney World when I want a full on immersive vacation with the resort and all of that incorporated into it. But I'm honestly like Disneyland's really grown on me. I love how small it is, how it's I mean, easy to hop back and forth between the two parks there. Um, and staying on property it's it's all right there together so at this point I'm gonna have to go with Disneyland as being the favorite um, there's just so many so many things there that I love um, but it, it's hard to pick honestly we just had about six people drop off the podcast that, that's okay it's all right Kidron uh, what's your favorite thing about Disneyland like what's your favorite one thing if you had to pick something out okay um, I think for me it's probably, man, I'm, I'm all about themed environments. And so, you know, Pandora is great at Disney World is probably the best, but Cars Land is pretty incredible just walking in there um, when it comes to an immersive nature of it and themed environments. Love Cars Land. Also love um, 
uh, or New Orleans Square for the same reason, but I, I'd have to go with Cars Land probably. It's my wife's favorite as well. So you just spoke my love language, New Orleans Square. <laughs> so yeah. you've seen, you've seen, have you seen the Hatbox Ghost? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so <laughs> jealous, Kidron. I'm so jealous. Mark, have you got a question for Kidron? Uh, well, I have a comment first. Uh, the nighttime neon in Cars Land. Yes. Uh, is it? Is it? Everything that everyone says it is will be the first part. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nighttime, we, when we, when we go, we kind of have to make it a point of going to cars land during the day and during at night because night's so different there. Um, but yeah, the neon's great. And, um, there's a lot of the car characters that come through. Um, so whenever you get one of the cars driving through and lightning queens right there parked on the street with the neon at night, it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I agree. That's and then, you know that's that's one of the things that always impressed me about Disneyland too. I, I love Cars Land; it's fabulous. Mark, you were weren't done. I have not experienced the neon at Cars Land, and but that's one of the things that I'm excited about. Um, and number two, I guess this caveats over to Disney World. Um, the neon in the '94-'95 refurb of Tomorrowland uh, and that immersive experience when it was at its height. That, do you love that? And did did is there a comparison between the two? Or are you a, a non Tomorrowland Disney World person? I am definitely a non Tomorrowland person at both parks at Disneyland and Disney World. I ah. uh yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about it other than I love People Mover. I do like the People Mover a lot. It's it's great, but no, just um I wouldn't really compare them. I think Cars Land just kind of blows it out of the water, honestly. Wow. Right, just... well, we'll we'll give you a check in box and uh, we'll just leave it uh, yet to be determined in the Tomorrowland uh, Disney World. Topic. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, so uh, to me, you know, and you you've experienced a lot of this these things at Disneyland that a lot of people haven't experienced. Disneyland, of course, is you know one of my favorite places too. Um, what do you think? compare tell people about the difference between pirates of the caribbean like from your perspective mm. like to me that's one of the biggest differences between the two parts yeah yeah i i love the beginning so it's hard to compare them the queue at disney world is great um the queue at disneyland is there's not much to it you're kind of outside and then you're inside but when you go inside once you get on it it has a very long intro, a very long buildup. You go right by Blue Bayou, which you can eat there. It's kind of like uh, in the Mexico Pavilion, kind of similar vibes. But um, yeah, the ride, it's like there's there's a lot more scenes to it, a lot more buildup at Disneyland. Um, and it was the original. So, I mean, they put a lot more into it. And it's I, I like it better. The one thing that I do knock it for is at the end, it backs up a lot when before you go up the the lift hill to get off the ride and it, you kind of sit on it for a really long time so that kills kills the vibe a little bit but i like it i would put it just slightly above disney world um the thing i do like at disney world is when you drop that first drop hill you're right there immersed in the big battle scene and you kind of don't get it that at disneyland um that's the one thing my wife likes better at disney world but Overall, I would say Disneyland takes it just for the extra scenes and kind of the the extra that's put into it. Okay, now for some, I'll ask one more thing before we move on to Mark. A couple of questions. I I think most of our listeners are probably familiar with California Adventure. Uh, we'll talk about Avengers Academy here in a second, 
But what do you think about the refurb to the Pixar area instead of the old fashioned carnival area that it used to be? What are your thoughts on the Pixar refurb? Um, well, I never experienced the uh, original version of it, but I okay. do like Pixar Pier a lot. Um, it's, I, I think Incredicoaster is great. There's not much theming you can do when you're moving at 60 miles an hour, but it's a great, uh, it's a great ride. I love the launch. I like the, all the little things they've added in there from um, Critter Carousel to um, the new In-N-Out ride. There's a lot of um, little details that are nice. Um, you know, Pixar uh, or Toy Story Mania is good too. It's, it's very similar to the one at um, at Hollywood Studios, but overall, I think the the land is tied together pretty well. And when they do World of Color and when that's open and running and stuff, it all it looks really good. And you know, the the Mickey head, like it all it all looks good. Um, or I guess it's Pixar Pier now. It all ties together really well. And Lamplight Lounge, I've heard, is really good. I've never been able to get in there because it's always packed, but it's a nice little addition there as well. I've always experienced my from my experience, for those of you who haven't gone out to Disneyland, I always experience Pixar Pier as kind of a combination between DHS and Epcot kind of, it just feels like you've got that same kind of party world showcase atmosphere at Pixar Pier, but you all, but it, I don't know. It's hard to explain it. It, it feels like a big party. I, I like that feeling out there at Pixar Pier. Mark, you take it away for a couple of questions. All right. I'm going to actually kind of go back in the, uh, the, the history books maybe a little bit. Um, so are, are you a are you a history buff with the the Disneyland? Do you like the old um, nostalgia stuff? Like for me, like the House of Tomorrow. You know, I've never been to Disneyland, but when I go, I want to go to Pixie Hollow and I want to find the foundation. Are you are you into those sort of things? You know, like this used to be here, that used to be here, those sorts of things. Yeah, I definitely am. I've watched, you know, all the documentaries there are on Walt Disney. I read the the Neil Gabler, the giant thick book. So uh, I did that before we went the first time. Um, I actually didn't know that you could see the foundation of that in, in Pixie Hollow. So I'll have to look for that next time. But yeah, I love the first time we went, I made my wife, she didn't want to do it, but we we had to ride the railroad all the way around. We had to go to the fire station. We had to do all, just look at all the classic stuff first before we went out and did everything else. But um, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely um, into that kind of stuff. Well, let me start by saying thank you for um, <laughs> being a purist and uh, making the first experience of your wife be the proper experience. Because that <laughs> railway, that was one of my most disappointing moments for the 50th at Walt Disney World was mm -hmm. the railroad shut down. I mean, it's like, if you have to route the thing underneath the Tron roller coaster through a construction site... <laughs> and put some, you know, camouflage trail up, just do it, just please right. do it. It needs to be open on the 50th. Um, I guess my second question would be, I, I'm a big theme person and atmosphere. Um, it, can you, is there a difference between how it, it feels at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, how it feels um, at Disneyland? Are they the same? Are they different? It, it, is it, can you quantify it if there is? Right. Yeah, I, I think magic kingdom has um more magic feel in terms of the large like the fireworks the big show of it all um and it's hard because of the times we're living in when parades aren't running like normal fireworks aren't always going like normal um, but we went on a, a big trip to disney world um 
uh, probably about a year before the pandemic and just experienced all the magic from the, the parade to the, the full um, happily ever after fireworks and all that and had all the feels, all the magic. And we went to Disneyland um, right before, uh, about a few weeks before it kind of closed uh, for COVID. And it wasn't quite the same. It, it's great and there's a lot of nostalgia and there, there is a lot of magic but it wasn't quite on the same level as Magic Kingdom. And I, I don't really know exactly why it is. It just has a different feel to it. Um, the fireworks aren't quite as great and, you know, as, as big and as powerful um, as they are at Magic Kingdom, in my opinion. Um, but it, it is cool. I mean, World of Color is a really cool show that's there that, you, you know, you don't see anywhere else. Um, but yeah, I would say Magic Kingdom probably takes the edge in overall, you know, magic feel. Yeah, I... I would tend to think the opposite, but that's just me that's because I'm so heavy on nostalgia. Like Fair I enough. just, the nostalgia and I just love the fact that at Disneyland, you could, you can make a turn mm -hmm. and you don't know where you're going necessarily unless you yeah. really know the park. Well, there's a lot of just intricate pathways and you could be walking underneath a tunnel and there's an animatronic of Figaro there. And you're like, yeah. Wait, what, you know, it Disney world is very circular you know, you go here, you go here, you go here, you go here. And Disneyland is more like, well, here's this nook and cranny. Here's this path you could go down and go, wait, what's, where am I going? I like that. Anyways, that's very similar. Uh, very similar. I agree with you. The magnitude of, of the Magic Kingdom is just. I would say I agree with that point. I think Disneyland, you have a lot more of just the naturally occurring exploration and that type of like discovering your own magic and adventure. I just feel that they kind of have it more dialed in at Magic Kingdom when it comes to the large, grandiose, experiential, you know, magic events, which um, on the surface is more like when they have the music, the, the visuals, everything working together really well. That kind of just is the big like one two punch of the created magic feel. I guess that's probably what Magic Kingdom has more going for it. And then Disneyland. Yes, it's that. The, the exploration, the discovering, you know, all those little yeah. nooks and crannies, that stuff is is amazing at Disneyland. Now, I know you said you didn't get a chance to go to the Halloween party. If you watch the, the videos of the Disneyland Halloween party at California Adventure are incredible. I, that's a bucket list thing for me. I, I, you didn't get to see it. We didn't get to see it. But what you did see, because you sent me a picture, was, right. was our favorite place, Trader Sam's. You went to Trader Sam's. And how was it at Trader Sands that day? It, it's incredible. It's on my, every time I go on a trip, I make notes of everything. I rank things, I list things. And it's from our last trip, it was in my top, top couple of places. And this time it was the number one, my favorite. It's just like, I love the theming. I love the food and I love the, I, I don't drink, but I, you can get mocktails there. And those are really cool. I got a mug that I drink out of at home all the time now. I just, I don't know. It has all of the the things that I love. So it's, it's definitely high on my list. It's a, it's a must do. And actually the, uh, whenever the UFC does another event in Anaheim, we're planning to say a couple of days, go to Trader Sam's, take a few coworkers and check it out. So it's, it's a must do anytime I'm in Anaheim. Yeah. And you don't, you don't have to, to, to partake to go to trader sam's right. I mean, this is a family podcast we're saying go to trader sam's get some food it's something to see it's a it's a spectacle mark you got That's another good. question uh well and in adding on to that the same thing with uh um elga's Oga's cantina is the same thing it's, it's an experience yeah. that you got to do yes. um and they also have mocktails and and such 
Um, you know, I, I just I just want to go to Disneyland, and I have no shortage of questions. Um, I, what I want to know is, I guess more, maybe some tips for a two or three tips for a world person to enjoy Disneyland to maximize Disneyland. Is there anything little things that that you know that you know just pop to your head real quick that says you got to do this? Don't. Hmm. Don't take this Disney World mentality here. Yeah, I think I, I've always been a rope dropper, especially like at Disney World. I, I try to do that. And at Disneyland, we we did that most of the time. But there was a couple of days we just were tired or we didn't want to or we couldn't. And it honestly, we we got just as much done. We got as many attractions and as and as much, you know, good food and everything. So uh, don't feel like you have to rope drop, but I do recommend it once for the experience. I think rope dropping at Disneyland at the original park is a fun one-time thing, but don't feel like you have to do that. Um, and, and another reason be, that you don't have to do that, I recommend, and I really enjoy park hoppers at Disneyland. I think at Disney World, it can be a bit much, um, but at Disneyland, it's it's honestly not. Like if you want to uh, if you want a rope drop or if you don't, starting out at Disneyland, uh, maybe get a rise of resistance that morning, um, pass and do as much as you can there. And then tw- I think it's 1 p.m. right now is how long you have to wait to go to your second park. But, you know, take a break or hop over to the other park and you can get, you know, a bunch of attractions and, and um, different food over at California Adventure. So I think park hopping is the way to go at Disneyland because they're so close. It's It's hard to explain to someone if you haven't been there. It's almost inconceivable to a Disney World person how close these parks are. We timed it once. It took us three minutes to walk from our room at um, Grand Californian through Grand uh, through California Adventure and to Disneyland. Three minutes. So it, it's very close. <laughs> that that is inconceivable for uh, for uh, Disney World being is that it, it you may have a reservation at a restaurant that's that's three miles away from you if you're at the Magic Kingdom. So. Right. That's a, that's a good, a very good point. Yeah. And the added bonus was like, if you're, if you're taking the monorail and you're on the far side of downtown Disney, they drop you off in Tomorrowland. So you right. just walk into Tomorrowland, which right. is yeah. a really cool bonus for Disneyland. Yeah. That's a, okay. that's a different thing. Um, the monorail there isn't, it is transportation, but it's also, it's an attraction. Um, like, you know at Disney World it's more transportation but it's a really cool attraction there it goes through um you know Grand Californian like you can see it there and yeah it drops you off inside the park um yeah it's a really cool thing and it wasn't running but I believe it's back open now I think it opened like the day we left like a couple weeks ago so it's it's a fun one it's a different experience with the, the windows being open and uh yeah it's totally different um Kidron how about Avengers Academy I you know I've got three boys Right. One's a little bit older now, but my two are still solidly in the superhero camp. I've heard about wanting to meet Black Panther about a hundred times from one of my children. So tell us about Avengers Academy and what you thought about it. Okay. And I'll preface this by saying I'm not a big superhero person. I'm not like okay. a Marvel fan, but I actually really enjoyed it. Um I mean, seeing the Spider-Man show, anyone who's watched Imagineering Story knows that that's kind of how they ended. It was like their next big thing. That was really cool to see. Um, the uh, Doctor Strange show was pretty interesting, especially I think if you're into that, it would have been more interesting probably, but it was cool to see the Sanctum there. 
Um, the campus is really, really well done. Lots of little details, as you would expect from Disney. Um, the uh, Web Slingers attraction, we got to do it once. It was okay. I think if you're a big Spider-Man fan, it, you, you know, you probably enjoy it more. It was okay. Um, Guardians, I love it. I love the overhaul. I mean, it's been there for a while now, but um, my wife likes it a million percent better than Tower of Terror because she doesn't like things that are scary and creepy. Um, but uh, it's really fun. It had like a Halloween theme when we were there. That was cool. Um, Pim Test Kitchen was really good. There's a few really cool things there. Um, yeah, overall, I thought it was great. And if you're into Marvel, it's probably, you know, way better. But as a non-Marvel <laughs> fan, it was still really good. Mark, do you have any wrap-up question or two you want to ask, Kendra? The Guardians of the Galaxy, the, uh, the the amount of Easter eggs and things in the collectors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just I mean, just to be able to just see and have to pick those stuffs out, I just can't wait to be able to experience that. Um, I will ask questions for other members because um, I'm sure this is one that would have been asked. So our podcast is very favorable to the spicy chicken and waffle sandwich at <laughs> Sleepy Hollow at the Magic Kingdom at Disney World. Um, is there anything other than the churro um, mm. that you would say is like the Disneyland chicken and waffle sandwich? And you can have a, a number one and a, and a runner up. Okay. I've got my list here. And now I will preface this again by saying one, I am boring when it comes to food and two, I don't eat very many sugary things. Um, but so Dole Whip's always been my personal favorite. So that's always the go-to. Um, I would say that one that's really good that kind of surprised me by how much I liked it was the mint julep bar that's in um, New Orleans Square. Very good, not overly sweet. Um, get a beignet or two with that. That's a really good go-to. And that's kind of quintessential Disneyland, I would say. Um, Mickey Pretzel is always one of my go-to. Um, there's a lot of, um, I like pineapple spears honestly when i'm running around burning calories hot i just that's one of my go-to as well um but i think the mint julep's probably the unique one that i would recommend people try um if you're trying if you want something a little different if you're in new orleans square when you say that there is a un there's a weird fascination with corn dogs on the west coast what is the deal with disneyland <laughs> corn dogs what's the deal with that I don't know, but yeah, there are, there's definitely more. I, I've never noticed them in Magic Kingdom or on the East Coast, but yeah, they were, they were right there prominent. Um, people like, I didn't have one, but yeah, I, I don't know Chimich what the fascination is. Chimichangas, chimichangas, whatever you call yeah. them, corn dogs and churros. It's yes. Disneyland. And one more thing I will throw in there, if you're at California Adventure that we found this last time, uh, was Cochina Cucamonga. It's in like Pacific Wharf area, kind of in between Carsland and Pixar Pier. Amazing street tacos. That was kind of our like our one thing in that park that really blew us away this time. Mark, do you have another one? Uh, I just want to know favorite East Coast ride, favorite West Coast ride, other okay. than Country Bears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for That's me, for me, favorite East Coast uh, East Coast ride is Expedition Everest. Love the queue, love the little bit of thrill you get, love the, you know, just the theming of the whole thing. And Animal Kingdom is my favorite park. So that's mine on the uh, East Coast. West Coast, I think I will have to go with Radiator Springs Racers for the theming. The It's just an incredible ride. It's like, 
it's crazy that they took something as simple and basic as test track and turned it into that because the theming is just, it'll, it'll blow your socks off. So the first few times you do that, and if you hop on single rider, there's another tip for you. We walked on multiple times and you honestly, we, we ended up in the same car more often than not. So if there's just a couple of you, that might be a good option, but uh, radiator Springs racers is mine on the West coast. And, and you have to ride it enough times that you can experience both sides right, of yep. the ride because it's two different experiences. We went probably 15 times in a row, not kidding, 15 times in a row. We always ended up on the same side. Crazy. And we finally got Ramones <laughs> eventually. But anyways, Kidron, do you have anything you want to add with us? That You've been a great guest. I'm sure you'll be back with us sometime soon. Uh, anything you want to add, Kidron? Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Love the show. I've listened to pretty much every episode. Um, I think one, there's so many things that that I love about Disneyland. One more that kind of um, blew our socks off this time. It's like we had been to Cars Land a dozen times, but we had never entered Cars Land from Pacific Wharf. But if you do that, it's a completely different like experience entering it because like you feel like you're in Sedona or something for a five minutes there as you're coming in. That's a really cool view. Um, if you, I mean, I think experiencing cars land by walking down main street for the first time is probably the best way, but if you circle back around at a different time and come in the back way, um, that's a great view. And one other thing this time that we did was uh, animation Academy. We really actually enjoyed that. If you need to sit down, if you need a break, if you're tired of walking, um, it's right there in Hollywood land. And it was really fun. I think we did it like three times because we just, the, you know, when you're tired. In the, in, the interior of that building is just so cool. The big movie screen and all the stuff that's going on in there. Definitely. And to think that's like, it's like 15 years old now. And it just yeah. still looks really cool in there. Uh, let's do this. Last question, Kidron. Of the six American parks, let's rank them. Ooh. You rank the six American parks. Let's see what you got here, buddy. Okay, okay. So this is just mine. So if you disagree, yep. that's okay. But for me, let me think. I'm probably, I'm probably gonna have to go. Okay, I'll start at the bottom because that's easy for me. Epcot. Um, oh, you just made one. charity mad. It happens. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do Epcot as the bottom. <laughs> um, man. There's a lot of ties. I'm going to say hmm, I'll probably do, I guess, Hollywood Studios, even though there's a ton of stuff there I like would be next. Um, Magic Kingdom. Ooh, okay. Um, California Adventure. Okay. Animal Kingdom. And then Disneyland number one. That's probably how I would do it right now. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Very good, very good show. Thanks for joining us, Kidron. Uh, and we're yeah, I almost botched the ending. You know how many <laughs> times I've done that ending and I just almost botched it? Anyways, you're never too old to wish upon a star. Mm -hmm.